Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the calendar, the church commemorates the feast of Christ the King. And in doing so, we hear this passage from Luke's Gospel, where at first glance we may think, well, why did they pick this scripture passage on this feast to demonstrate Christ as King? We could have picked something from Revelation, where Jesus returns triumphantly. We could have had a story of the resurrection and a variety of other different scripture passages. But it is wisely fitting that we recognize that the throne of Christ the King is the cross. That it is in the cross that Jesus demonstrates to us and to the whole world that he is a different kind of king. He shows us in action what kind of king he really is. And as we hear this gospel passage, we come to the place where Jesus is crucified and we hear Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. What a powerful prayer and what a demonstration of who Jesus as King really is. That in the midst of His suffering and agony, His prayer is for us to be forgiven, for we know not what we are doing. He does not say, well, you guys are so horrible, and that's what's got me here. He doesn't say, I'll get even with you, I tried to tell you. All the things that we might think we would say if we were wrongly suffering. But he speaks once again a message of love and mercy. And he shows us in his action that if we look around at all the rest of the rulers of the world, they are the ones who are served and they have people whose job it is to die so they don't. And then we have Jesus the King who came to serve, not be served, and who gives his life so that others might live. Completely opposite of what we see in the rulers around us. And as he's calling out for mercy, he gets derided from a, a variety of places as people laugh and scoff and say, well, you saved other people. Save yourself. And even the two criminals being crucified with him, one says, well, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Get us out of this. And what we see in this encounter then between these two criminals and Jesus is really a demonstration of the difference between law and grace. Because the one thief says, well, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation 
And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. Is that not a statement of what we get from the law? Under the law, we all find ourselves guilty, and the penalty of sin is death. And without the work that's going on by our king in this encounter, what we justly deserve under the law, we ought to be fearful of. And then, in the midst of that, we see what happens in the encounter of grace, whereby we don't get what we deserve. Where the other thief says, remember me when you come in your kingdom, and Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Instead of what you deserve, you will enter with me into paradise. And that is the free gift that's offered to all of us through Jesus Christ, our King. That rather than standing on our own merits and deeds and getting what we deserve, we receive love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace because of what Jesus did. And in fact, they're making fun of him, saying, well, uh, you know, if you want to save us, save yourself, get down from there. And certainly Jesus could have. None of this happened uh, to Jesus uh, without his surrender to it. He could have come down. But what they don't recognize as they're, they're scoffing at him is that the way others come to life is through his sacrifice. When the thief says, save us, it's in his death and later his resurrection that they're actually saved. Not in the way that they would like at the moment. But something much bigger is going on here. And then for, for all people who would desire to say yes, we're able to receive this free gift. That being baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus, then our sins are forgiven. Then we too have the promise poured upon us that we will be with Jesus in paradise. That we no longer have to fear uh, the penalty under the law or that we're not going to do the right actions or that our behavior is going to get us cast out from God's presence. But we recognize that our King has given himself for us. And he has poured his love and his mercy and his grace upon us. And he has laid down his very life so that we might live. And that rather than getting what we deserve, we get the gift of life that Jesus desires us to have. That all throughout our life then, and for all who have said yes to Jesus, he continually makes that prayer to the Father. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And in place of death, we receive life and the promise of Jesus on our behalf that we will be with him in paradise. May we give thanks to God then for the work that's been done on our behalf. May we recognize all the multitude of ways that our King is different from the world around us. And may we give thanks to God that grace is available, that we do not get what we deserve, but we get the free gift of life that Jesus has won for us 
that his victory over sin and death is ours because of his work. And that when Jesus is our king, we will live with him forever in paradise. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and his sacrifice on our behalf. May the Holy Spirit teach us day by day what type of king we have. And may we give thanks continually for your love and mercy and grace. Teach us what it means that we dwell with you in paradise. And we give thanks that we have received from you the gift of life and are not under the penalty of our sins. Draw us into your presence, Lord, that our lives might be lived to your honor and glory. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.